Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk with Derek Taylor, get an update from Blue Bomber rookie camp on day two, and we'll head overseas and chat with Adam Lowry, forward for the Winnipeg Jets, who's been named alternate captain for Team Canada at the World Men's Hockey Championship. That's coming up on the podcast. Let's take our check-in now, our daily check-in with Derek Taylor, Blue Bomber voice on CJOB, who's been spending his days down with the Winnipeg Blue Bomber rookies at Rookie Camp. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm good. Where is this rain that I thought was actually going to drive practice indoors this morning, but uh, it does not appear it has even started yet. What is happening here, Christian? I'm not the weather man. I don't know. Don't fire me. I'm just reading the weather forecast. There's a special weather statement. It's supposed to dump rain on us. And I'm like, it, is that still going? Is that still in effect? I guess maybe when nightfall comes, but I'm sure you're not, you're not too displeased to have spent the day outdoors again today. No, I, I thought, honestly, I thought we'd be indoors. And then I got to practice and I thought, oh, okay, well, it's going to start raining towards the end of practice. No, nope. actually, the sun almost broke through at one point. And and then I, I've been posted up in the basement doing some work here for three or four hours, and I see it still hasn't started raining yet. And I don't know. I don't know what's true anymore about anything. So I don't know. I, I expected like Noah's Ark level rain, and we're not we're not there yet. Boston Bruins just scoring a power play goal now, two nothing on the Carolina Hurricanes late in the second period. There, so we're at rookie camp. It's day two. Any big takeaways from today's events? Uh, it's so hard to say, right? Because you have guys, they were going through some kind of skeleton drills, right? Where you run five receivers and a running back against, you know, six defenders to take it alignment out of play. And you see some nice stuff. You see Brendan O'Leary, O'Leary Orange make a catch. You see Carlton Nagadosi, you know, stretch the field a little bit. Uh, but it's, you ultimately realize, okay, well, this is kind of rookies and young guys against other rookies. When this gets to, Sunday, and you're the you're the short side wide receiver, and now you're running routes against Winston Rose. Then it all to me it all kind of comes out in the wash. In the meantime, you know, it, I mean, everybody seems to have stayed healthy thus far. You watch some of the guys; they you, you just see the joy in their faces. Of, hey, I, I get to go there and smash somebody, and tomorrow we're putting on pads. Uh, it, it, it's nice to see young guys enjoying themselves. So any veterans show up yet? Uh, still just Dakota Prukoff, the quarterback who we talked about yesterday on the uh, on our on our hits. Uh, Dakota's a fifth year veteran, but it's his first year with the Bonners, right? So he uh, he got kind of you know he, he talked to the union, he talked to some Bombers like Zach Caleros and and Adam Biggs that we said to, to come early because he wants to learn a new system and he kind of he says I'm always in fear for my job. A guy taught me way back when that's the way I should work, so that's always kind of how I go. Uh, Ali Mortada is a guy who played, of course, with the Bombers last season, who is in early. He's the uh, the one kicker there so far. Uh, there's the puncher, Tom Hackett, but uh, Mortada is getting some extra work as a kicker. But uh, yeah, mostly it's 20 and 21 draft guys and, and uh, fresh-faced Americans. Those so some of them uh, we saw, say, in camp last year, but didn't make the team. So any word yet on any kind of progress with the CBA? Well, here's what I would judge as progress. No one has come out with a tweet, and I mean no one official, be it the CFLPA, 
any of their, their leadership and the CFL. No one has come out and said, this is ludicrous, we're not signing this, we're walking away. So honestly, I think that is a good sign, right? Because that, that last proposal from the CFL to the players, no, 10 years, no raises, no, uh, no Canadian ratios, and uh, we get to steal three lamps from your house. Right? But, but they immediately came out and said, yeah, we're not doing this. There's, there's this past story. So that it's been silent and proposals, you know, they started talking yesterday morning that we haven't heard anything makes me believe that, that good work is being done and good steps are being taken. But we hear a story that, you know, this side or that side has walked away from the table. Okay, well, that, there's something to be concerned about. But to me, silence in, in this case with the, the collective bargain agreement expiring on Saturday uh, feels like it's good news. But until it's done, we're just going to have to hold our breath. But, the you know, the, a natural deadline of the start of training camp, we've seen that kind of be the 11th hour before that's helped them get a deal done. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, everybody wants things to start on time, right? There are players who have, you know, reported pass bonuses so that when they show up at camp and they pass their physical, boom, here's a nice five-figure check. Like those, those things exist. So those players are certainly incentivized. Not incentivized enough to sacrifice themselves long-term necessarily, but they want to get there. Some guys have, have big bonuses that kick in when they play their first regular season game. So, you know, they, they want to get to camp. And, I mean, obviously they just want to play some football. And from the Bobbers' perspective, hey, they want to have us rock, uh, rock its crowds at the stadium, you know, hitting up the run hut and buying the shawarmas and stuff like that to, to, uh, to get things going. So it's in everybody's interest to have it done you know, in time for Sunday, I just until it happens, right? We're there's going to be for some folks the nagging fear that, well, what if it doesn't get done? Right. So you mentioned the the kicking game earlier in in the one of your hits in the twenty five after sports cast. From your vantage point, is the team going to be okay going into the season with Mark Leggio and Ali Mortada, or do you feel like? something like what we saw last year where they brought in Sergio Castillo down the stretch. Do you think someone else needs to come in to push them? I don't think someone will need to come in to push them, but uh, as Michael Shea said, you know, our scouts have guys who are ready to come into, uh, into camp. Uh, Mortada was eight of 15 on a field goal attempt last season. Legio was five of eight last season. So those guys are, you know, they're just scratching is that even 60% between them. Uh, those are not in a 90% world in any way good numbers. But it is a year later, Coach uh, O'Shea today talking about Ali Mortada, who is in, said, you know, he's the same level-headed guy. He just comes in and, and does his work. And, oh, by the way, he hit all but one of his converts last year. So we've got that to, uh, to work with as evidence as well. It's, they, they need one of those guys to win the job. And honestly, they probably – this is me speculating. I'm assuming they would like it to be Legio because Legio is a Canadian. And by the way, Legio has also done both jobs pretty well. Uh, well, he's done in his college career, let's say that. He's kicked and he's punted as well because he punted for the Bombers last season. So uh, I don't think in the initial phase we're going to see anybody. But, I mean, if, if guys are coming out going 5 of 8 and 6 of 12, then, then somebody's on the horn just a matter of what veteran kickers are out there and not caught up in the NFL ecosystem, if you know what I mean. Well, it, it looked like, to some degree, Mortada struggled with the fact that the hash marks were so wide. 
last year where he was kicking it straight from where he, the ball was, but it was so wide that he was mm. kicking it wide. And now that the, the hash marks are being narrowed for this season, I wonder if that would help someone like Murtada. And at the same time, as you mentioned, just, just getting reps, right? Getting another season under your belt. Yeah. But I, I would think that could help him in, in his case to try to make the team. You actually just gave me a really good idea of what I'm going to do with my night. I got to go back and look at where Motada's kicks were from between the left and right hash marks. I got to check that out because that's, I'm curious to know because there's a lot of speculation, right? If moving the hash marks in four yards apiece, what's that going to mean for everybody? Well, the kicking game will be easier. We, we presume, uh, but how big a difference will it make? Oh, man, I'm very excited to go back over field goal game, Christian. You have no idea. This is going to be good. Hey, there you go. I, I gave you something for your nerd uh, wormhole tonight. Glad I could help you out. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love uh, it. So, so head into and, uh, the, I'm, sorry, I'm, go ahead. Uh, no, 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 you go. For you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, it used to be, we used to think it was a real big problem. I remember talking to, to Troy Westwood a few times about it. It's, it, 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 for kickers, I think it's overblown. That was, that was Westwood's take on it back in his day. I think it's overblown, you know. Uh, I punt. I punt to him. Would you rather take a forty-yard or take like an eleven-yarder with that that weird angle? And he, and he looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, an eleven-yarder because it's eleven yards away. What are you talking about? So I wonder. I wonder if there is a point where that you know wide hashes became a problem. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have so late tonight. Oh, it's gonna be good. <laughs> well, if this is your thing, then you're having a good time. So uh, going into the, the next couple days then, because I'm not going to talk to you again until next week because the, the moose are on tomorrow, so I don't have a show tomorrow. What are you looking for the next couple days? Or if, or is there really anything to really prepare for for rookie camp? You're just you're just kind of getting your feet wet here as the players are too. Yeah, honestly, I, I was thinking about that today. Like, what are we going to take away from rookie camp. Maybe some guy makes an unbelievable catch and we celebrate that. But uh, I, I've just been kind of looking for, okay, well, when it gets to camp, is this guy uh, a wide receiver or is a slot back? Is this guy a defensive interior player or is he on the edge? Is this guy a corner or is he a safety? Just to try to kind of plot them to see how that evolves. Because uh, the coaches have, you know, seen these guys and figured, well, he's probably best at position X. So, to see, you know, what guys you know, change from position X along the way. Does, does this guy, okay, well, he's having troubles with this, so let's move him outside and see what happens. Um, you know, you see some guys who are really excited to do, they were doing the special teams drill today, where you uh, hit a sled, you jump over a, a barrier, and the coach points in one direction, you race that way, and you obliterate the bag at full speed. And there are a couple of guys who, you know, really have some pop and really have some speed and will really – jacked about it and you go, Oh, a receiver is jacked about making a tackle. Okay. Well, maybe that's maybe maybe he likes contact. Maybe he knows that his way to the CFL is through special teams at, at his level. I'm curious to see uh, a, a little bit of that. But honestly, so we get to training camp uh, and you see who's in the first group, who's in the second group. That, that's to me where, where we really start to learn something as fans. And when you see these drills, do you ever wonder how you would do in them? Um, honestly, between us girls, like, yeah, kind of, <laughs> you watch them and you just get, you get lulled into this sense of, oh, these guys aren't that tall. And then you realize the guy's six foot four and 220 pounds. And you're like, well, okay, actually that's, that's quite enormous. I think, I think for, I think you always kind of wonder, oh, how would that be for me? And the answer is five times slower because 
Yes, they are. They are. I, I sometimes wonder because I'm a taller person. It's like, hey, could I go catch that ball? And then I'm like, no, I'm not an athlete at all. So they're, they would crush me. So good to know. Derek, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for this. And uh, don't stay up too late tonight. Oh, man. Looking at all those field goals, it's going to be a good time. Team Canada today announced its leadership group for the upcoming World Men's Hockey Championship in Finland. Senators defenseman Thomas Shabbat is the captain of the squad with four players being named alternate captains. That would be Montreal's Josh Anderson, Devils defenseman Damon Severson, and Winnipeg Jets teammates Pierre-Luc Dubois and Adam Lowry. This news came out today, and it just so happens that yesterday was the day I had the chance to chat with Lowry. Right after they took on Nate Schmidt, who is assistant captain on Team USA, uh, in a pre-tournament battle. So I started by asking Lowry how it felt to go up against his teammate. It's, it's always fun. I think, you know, you get a little competitive, even though, you know, this game didn't matter much. I think it's it's nice to see him, uh, you know, kind of weird donning a different color. But, uh, you know, we were chatting after the game and stuff. So it's always good to catch up. It's, it's always fun kind of competing against guys uh, you play with every day. Let's go back to when uh, the conversations started about you going over to play with Team Canada. How do you feel about wearing the Maple Leaf on your jersey? Yeah, you know what, I uh, honestly thought it was kind of an opportunity that had passed me by. Uh, you know, I, I never played World Juniors and didn't play U18 and, you know, kind of had had a fairly lengthy NHL career before, you know, getting the opportunity. But, uh, you know, when, when they called and asked, uh, I was really excited about it. I think it's, you know, it's a great opportunity. It's, it's a great experience. Everyone I've, I've talked to that's played in it whether it's for Canada or, or a different country they, they always come back raving about uh, you know how much fun they have uh, you know how much fun it is to play for their country so you know it uh, is one of those things where uh, you know I jumped at the opportunity and I'm really looking forward to the tournament starting. Growing up is representing your country something you always wanted to do? Yeah you know I, I think for me it's a little different you know I kind of bounced around and I was born in the states and you know moved to Canada when I was about eight and um, but you know, you really kind of start thinking about, I think growing up in Canada, you, you watch the world juniors, uh, you know, on boxing day and, you know, you, you're kind of playing with your new toys and, you know, it's always exciting. Uh, I remember the rivalry games, Canada, USA. And, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of where you get drawn to wanting to play for your country, wanting to play for, for team Canada. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I don't think it's an opportunity after, you know, missing out on the world juniors and. You know, kind of as time passes, the one that you'll ever get to partake in. But, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity and you know, I'm really looking forward to it. So how much time have you spent in Finland before? Was it just the, the Jets trip to play there a few years ago? Yeah, just the Global Series. I was, uh, it's one of those things, uh, you know, when they, they said the tournament was in uh, Helsinki, um, you know, it's the only place in Europe I've ever been. So, you know, it, uh, I'm starting to get to know it pretty well. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing it in uh, a different season. You know, it was a little uh, rainy the first time we came over here, and you know, the, the weather's a little nicer. It seems like there's a few more things to do. You know, we've got more time and uh, a little more opportunity to to see the city, and you know, maybe uh, you know, it can raise the the fins on our team about it a little bit. Well, you've got a lot of time there. You got a couple of weeks there compared to just a couple of days. So, do you actually have time that you can go out and explore a little bit? Um, you know, it's been kind of a quick turnaround, but I, I know we've got some excursions, some some things we're going to do. I think, you know, early on, it's just been kind of about getting to know the guys and stuff. And, you know, I, I think as time goes on, you know, as a family, as the girlfriends, the wives, 
start to come over that's you know when we'll, we'll really start to kind of see you know finland you know maybe try some traditional things kind of see what else the city has to offer spending much time with uh, pierre-luc dubois over there yeah you know at uh, doobie's kind of one of those guys that uh, you know he always finds a good way to kind of get everyone together and um you know it's, it's great having a guy uh you know you play with you uh, you know really well i think you know, coming into this, having played in Winnipeg for so long, uh, I don't know, you know, a ton of guys across the league. So, you know, having a guy that, you know, you're good friends with and, you know, you know pretty well uh, there, it helps. And, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, we're having a great time so far. What's your role on this team? I, you know, I, I think that's one that, you know, we're still trying to figure out. Uh, you know, I got to play on both special teams today. Um, you know, I was playing with Josh Anderson and uh, Cole Cylinder. Um, you know, I, I thought we had a pretty good game. Um we know we're going to add some players and uh you know there's always going to be you know some minor bumps and bruises you know some things that change uh during the course of the tournament so i think you know it's kind of just being open to whatever they ask me you know i i think you know definitely the penalty kill and you know wherever i can contribute that's you know where i'm going to be happy to kind of contribute so you got to play nate schmidt in this pre-tournament game you're going to play nick ehlers coming up later in the tournament when he faced Denmark in a couple of weeks. Will, what will that be like trying to defend against him? You know, that's going to be one where I hope we have the puck when he's out there and I'm out there against him because uh, it's not going to be a lot of fun chasing around on the big ice. I think he, he's such a world-class skater. He's such a, you know, buzzsaw when he has the puck. He, he's so hard to defend. It's going to be tough. I think, you know, the first time you go in the corner with him, you know, I think we'll both be laughing. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. He's... You know, he's such a great person. He's such a great guy in the locker room. And like I said earlier, with playing with Ken Schmidt, you know, it's always fun to, to compete against your teammates, you know, a little bragging rights and, and things like that. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely going to be uh, a challenge uh, trying to shut him down, but uh, it'll be one that, you know, I think we we all enjoy. Do you follow the Stanley Cup playoffs normally when you're not in the playoffs? And is it harder now that you're over in Finland? Do you care what's going on back here? Yeah, I follow it. I think, you know, uh, having some friends on other teams, you you want them to do well. You want them to have the opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. You know, know, obviously you're disappointed to not have that chance. Uh, But, you know, I I enjoy watching it. I think it's the best time of the year. You know, it's one where I'd rather be playing. But, yeah, at the same time, um, you know, hopefully, you know, the Rangers and Copper can come back from their deficit. It's definitely harder to watch with the time change. You know, I, I woke up this morning, four o'clock in the morning, kind of checked my phone, you know, a little bit of jet lag and the Oilers are in the first period. Right. So I'm like, you know what, uh, maybe I'll check uh, the score in a couple hours and you know, wake up and it's, it's an overtime game. So it, it's harder to follow it. I think that this one now it's, you don't watch as much as just check box scores, but you know, when I'm back, uh, you know, final two rounds will go on and, you know, I'll pick it up again. So Pierre-Luc Dubois mentioned in his uh, exit interview that one of the reasons he wanted to go over here was to get used to playing intense hockey at, in May and at this point in the season. He's a little younger than you, but how much value do you think there is for not just you, but for players playing in this tournament to get used to some intense hockey at this time of year? Well, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the time of the year that it's it's important to get used to. I think it's, it's the pressure of the games. Um, you know, these games especially when you get into the later rounds it's you're one and done you, you have to bring your best you, you can't afford to you know have a slow start or or things like that i think that's where you you're going to find 
you know, the value and the learning experience of, you know, dealing with those nerves, dealing with those pressure, pressure situations. And, you know, you just working towards the goal of winning a championship. So, you know, I, I definitely think there, there's some value and some lessons you can learn from over here that you can implement in, in your game for sure. So you're known for your, uh, your nice snazzy pregame outfits and your nice hats for games here <laughs> in Winnipeg. Did you bring those with you on the trip, or is the wardrobe a little uh, less? Uh... No, pared down the wardrobe. Uh, you know, I'm going to do some traveling after this uh, with my girlfriend, and you know, it's it's tough to travel with those hats. You know, the fedoras. You don't want to get them crushed, and you know, the overhead bins, or you can always bring hat boxes, but you know, it's just another bag. So, um, you know, it's a little more casual here. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll try and save uh, kind of the poppy, uh, you know, suits and stuff uh, for next year. Fair enough. I'm curious when you go to an international tournament like this, what do you pack? Um, you know, I, I just packed a lot of clothes. I think it's tough. It's tough to pack. I think, you know, you got, could be three weeks, you know, 24, 25 days, you know, in the hotel, uh, you're trying to make sure you, you have enough clothes, you have enough stuff that, you know, you're not, uh, having to do laundry every couple of days, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things you, you hope you don't need to, have to go shopping over here you try and pack enough that uh, you know there's a little variety in the wardrobe too how many sticks do you bring uh i think i brought 18 18 sticks that's a lot yeah. of sticks yeah that's a, that's a lot and you know if if i need more uh you know there, there'll be some put on a put on a boat and you know shipped across how long does a stick normally last for you yeah that, that's kind of that's dependent, you know, it's maybe a game, maybe a couple of games depends on how many face-offs I take, how many shots, you know, depends how beat up it gets kind of thing. I guess it's different for beer leaguers like me who go through a stick, uh, maybe a year, you know, one a year, <laughs> maybe yeah. one every two years. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, well, Adam, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for this and a uh, best of luck with the tournament. No Have worries. Fun. Thanks a lot. Take care. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this school.